there's an episode. Welcome, my friend. You are listening to Walking the Room. I think we got to start with a high. Maybe we got to go high energy. There's an episode of Star Trek. Trek. Star Trek that. I don't like that. Did you go to the movie this weekend? No, I don't care. I don't. Well, care you love Chris Pine. I don't understand you. No, I don't like. I hate you. The, love Chris Pine. I don't like the new Star Trek. I love movies. the new Star Trek movie. It's just stupid. Like the, the, the it's movie, like a Transformer. No, movie. no, I'm it's not, amazing. Look, here's it's the literally written by the guy who did Transformers. I understand, but the trailer is perfect because you know what it is. It's about community. The trailer it's looks a, great. What are you it? talking about? It's about community. I'll explain I, to you. No, at I don't want to. I don't want to. Beginning of the trailer. Let me just say this: at the beginning of the trailer, he's like, "I'm going after this guy," right? Mm-hmm. Complete self self will run riot. He fucking runs. He's running the show, and he's fucking. He's going to take... He's going after this motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And everybody else is like, I don't know if this is a good idea. Mm-hmm. And then they get there. Mm-hmm. And right in the middle of the fucking trailer, he turns to the crew and goes, I'm sorry. Like, I fucked up. I got us into this. Well, and you know what? The community gets him out. That's all life is. Do you have anything to... Just, <laughs> do you have anything to offer me drink-wise? Yes. Would you like a beverage? Yeah, this is walking the road. <laughs> Listen to Walking in the Room. Uh, I'm Dave Anthony. Barrett. That's Greg Barron. Uh, on Tuesday, we do a podcast. Tuesday, we're going to do it live, May, May 21st in Los Angeles. Meltdown, 7 p.m. on Tuesday. Now, listen to me. I don't even know how much more bang you want for your buck. We have Dana Gould, who's seriously one of the worst comedians to ever walk ever. up to a microphone. God, awful. And then we wanted to go one step worse. Looks like Jimmy Pardo's going to join yeah, us. Yeah, looks like Pardo's going to be there. So that's that's disappointing, but we're going to you know we'll make the best of it. Right now we got like four tick four or five four and a half tickets. Sold. We sold four and a half tickets. And One half tickets. guy offered to pay half, but only half. <laughs> and he's only gonna send a hat. But he's uh he's only a fan of Dave's. So he, right. so when I talk, he's not gonna listen just right. like Dave. Uh he has his special headphones. <laughs> there will be special headphones you can put in every time Greg starts talking. And that's pretty great. <laughs> They're made of sweaters. We the, talk, uh, we, we were, were just talking about we were talking more about the, the Star, Star Trek, Trek movie. Trek. Here's the deal. I think those guys are shitty writers. The guys that wrote the Star Trek movie. Yeah. And then, because they're the they Transformer it. guys. They're just right. shitty writers. I don't think they've ever done anything good. And I, I don't like the tone they create. See, I don't when, mind... In the first movie when 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 Simon Pegg yeah. tr- transports himself into a pipe. Yep. I'm like, just go love, fuck, yeah, go fuck yourself. That was hilarious. Go fuck yourself. He accidentally got into a pipe. Terrible. <laughs> I just, love it. It's just <laughs> terrible. I love it. And here's the thing. Here's the thing, though, that you're going to find, and I think you'll you'll realize this probably sooner than I did because I have girls, but all of a sudden, you can go see any action or cartoon movie you want because your kids want to go. So my girls yeah. are steeped in, they've seen all the Marvel movies, and you see it differently then. And so they're, we're going to do Star Trek tonight, the original one on, uh, uh, we'll Netflix it, and then we'll go and see the other one next weekend. So I get to go, like, there's... It now there's no, no bunnies in the movies I'm going to right now. There are no. There are well, no, that's fine. <laughs> there's no, and I like those. Oh, you know what else? I also like. I I I I have a Jones for Benedict Cumberbatch. Like I, oh, I love, love him. him. Yeah, he's great. And Sherlock is one of the best series. I, I love like it. it. Oh God, I, I love try it. to get into it, but I, I just love didn't. it. And you don't love him? I do. I really enjoy him. I don't know. I don't know why. 
his his the, his character in that I found it like too quirky. I couldn't I couldn't keep watching it. It was just like I don't know. I how many like how many three. did you watch? I watched three. You watched the first three. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a fair because that's those are an hour and a half a piece. Mm-hmm. So that's a, I mean you gave it I a didn't solid get all the way, shot. I didn't get all the way to the third one. I oh, got like halfway it. and I went. I'm done. We love it. And I love Martin Freeman. I don't know who this is. I love the English. I love, I love the English. I love that. I'm obsessed with English comedy English. right now. Should we talk about yeah, that? Yeah, let's talk about that. All right. I do I talk, I do English comedy. I do, I, my, do, I do my comedy in English. Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, sure. You're talking about people that speak in English. No. People who speak English words into a microphone, people, which I do. People are I do the, the I do the King's English. People are from the Elv the Elven Island of of England. Do we, how many fans do you think we have over there? I know for a fact we have. Uh, okay. We okay. have. Uh, it's not great, but it's not. We're not Rob. MC De- Fontaine. We're not, we're not Rob Delaney, but we've got some numbers. I, you know, I talked to Rob. I just saw him at uh, the uh, at the Bottle Rock Festival where uh, the people, BR? yeah, where people came out and were fucking cool. Oh, um, people did come out and they were cool. They were cool. I like how you descriptively break it down. Here's the thing. I did a show. People came, no, can I tell you something? So all they kept saying, I'm going to be honest with you, all they kept saying is every single one of these shows is sold out. Every one of them has been packed. The tent's been packed. And I'm going, well, ready for, get let's, ready let's for everyone to it. take a break. Let's empty the tent. And they filled up. It was uh, fantastic. Right. And there were, there were, there were cuddlers, uh-huh. customers, and regular folks. Yeah. Uh, but I talked to Delaney, and I said, because his show was on after mine, and uh, I asked him how England was, and he goes, you know... It took a while. He's, here's the thing I like about it Rob Delaney. It took a while Delaney. for him to yeah. figure it out? Yeah. And here's the thing I like about Rob Delaney. You know, uh, he's gotten very big off from Twitter. And one could imagine that a guy like Rob could get a big head or whatever. Because he's, sort of he's sort of a cause celeb. Mm-hmm. Totally honest about everything that's going on in his career. Yeah. Completely like... Like I, every time I think you're gonna, be, I bet you've turned into an arrogant asshole. He, not not even kind of. He's like, no, yeah, yeah I did he okay. hasn't changed at all. No, and he's like, I did okay, or I didn't do well, or I wish I could have done better, or my stand up. Like he's never. But how bad would the person be who got a big head because of Twitter? Well, because like how much of no, a cunt a, would there's that? A, there's human? sort of. A, don't you think there's a sort of an implied arrogance in his tweets? His yeah. There's something, and 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 he's also a super smart guy, and he writes, you know, from a sort of erudite place every once in a while. But he. Don't ever use the word erudite place. on the podcast. I'm going to end a certain ennui. <laughs> You're listening to The Dollop. I'm Dave Anthony. Uh, we have Don't made, dollop. Let's we have dollop. made a transition. Come on. Anyway, you're obsessed with things. So he, anyway, he said he went there and he said it took him a while to get it. And he said he got it. He thinks he got it by the end. Yeah, there's a... Uh... And our friend Will's going to be there for a run. Yeah, uh, Will Anderson is going to be in London. Uh, so like three weeks uh, from now. I don't even think it's three weeks from now. I think it's less? sooner than that. It's like two weeks from now. Okay. Or or a maybe even now? a week from now. Okay. Um, yeah, go check out Will. Uh, he's doing a big theater there for two weeks. In Soho. I, so Will is the one who... Like, okay, so I've been I've been obsessed with Dylan Moran for uh Just real quick. While. If, if you go you to Will's show and you get a picture of yourself with him and you're wearing a walking in the room t-shirt, we'll send you a free t-shirt. What? Yeah. In England. If you get a photo that's, of yourself, that's a lot with of money Will, you're just throwing away. I'm not. I'm not because a who's going to fucking wear a walk in the room T-shirt in public and then go stand next to Will? Well, I think that's the stupidest decision. Nope. You Show us even, a picture. You haven't even brought it up with your business partners. I. You know what? Fuck them. I'm going ahead with this. I'm saying this comes out of your. I'll take it out of your my share. Okay. I love our English. I love England. Uh, so um, we are sitting on the Union Jack right now. Shitting. So. <laughs> So I've been obsessed with Dylan Moran, and and he came like he's got four one hours out. Is he? Uh, but they're, they're, is they're, he British? They're, he's Irish. 
Uh-huh. He lives in Scotland. Uh-huh. He's got a wife and two kids. He was on a show called Black Books. Okay. He's been in Shaun of the Dead and um, and I think the, the, the run, Fat Boy Run, was that what it was called? Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, so he's in those. Uh, he's a funny actor. He's oh, a really- you mean uh, the, with uh, Simon Pegg, the guy that got caught in a pipe? Yeah. He got caught. What, what? He got caught in a pipe. Yeah, yeah, the pipe guy. Yeah. Oh man, he's doing actually a whole movie about a guy who gets caught in a pipe on a spaceship. It's going to be great. Oh my god, pipe ship. Yeah, pipe ship. Smell the lemon. I'm in the pipe. Mm. Um, we can't fix it to be in a pipe. Was that I mean, what was not that? Even, I know was that Irish? Sure. What was no, that? It seemed like it was Muslim. It comes out. Well, the thing it is, it's that Muslim. You know that screaming they do. That whatever that is. It's because I'm tapping into the emotion <laughs> okay. of the character. Yeah. So, uh, so I've been obsessed with him for a little while, and uh, I went to see him at Largo. How would you describe it? It's storytelling. Oh God, how would I describe? I feel like I feel like I feel like Dylan Miranda something completely different than other people. He just stands at the mic and he just talks and he talks for an hour and it and it's not he's not a, he, he's not a storyteller. Him, it's just talking about life, and it's more general observations, but. He he frames them as general observations, but you can tell they're they're truly personal. personal. Uh-huh. But he also is very descriptive about you know other he, he like he describes the Scottish people or he describes he's very the way he uses language is fantastic. Mm-hmm. He doesn't he doesn't talk. American comedians are trying to kill, and they're 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 kind of dumbing it down mm-hmm. a lot, and they're trying to come up with that bit. But he's not trying to come up with bits. Would he's you just say, a raw uh, thing. Would you say they're trying to dumb it down, or do you think that they're trying to, to do it like the emotional bypass, where I'm just going to get to the joke? Because I, I yeah, feel emotional like, I bypass. Feel like, I have to feel like I feel like the the word craft. I feel like standups now are like I think there's a lot of great standup going on right now. I think there's a lot of guys that are really good at the craft of standup. I don't know that I want to watch them do an hour. Does that make sense? Yes. I mean, there's guys that when you watch them for, do a 10-minute set somewhere, you go, God damn it, that was amazing. But yes. then you go, I don't know what an hour of that is, only because when you unfold something after a while, it, it's, you know what I mean? It'd be like if the Ramones yeah. came up and just did one song and you went, Jesus Christ, yeah. what the fuck was that? Well, I think uh, I, I think that because they come out of the one-man show world, mm-hmm. they have right. to... Right. It has that's to be weird, something else that's involved a weird thing. So in the mix. So if our listener doesn't quite understand this, in England you don't. Uh, there aren't. Uh, there are a handful, but there, there's not like uh, improvs everywhere where people go to work on the weekends the way we do. They don't. It, they're not going through the club system. They go through the theater. Well, I thing. think there are some club systems, but it's like there are some club comics there, but but for the most part, it's festivals and then one man shows. Yeah, and you. So you're always like even at the beginning of your career before you're even ready, you have to prepare an hour. And if you do that hour, and it's okay, it doesn't matter because the next year, if you're going to do, you have to have another hour. So it's sort of like it's sort of like I guess what Louis is sort of the, the parameters Louis put on himself, where you're coming up with a new hour, but it it it, it can't just be stand up; it has to be thematic. But it can it be stand up. But that's the thing is, some guys just do stand up. Are just making a killing in. Right, the one man shows in right. I don't Australia. I know, but I don't want Arch to talk about himself for an hour because I don't want to know. <laughs> I don't want to know. I don't want to know. There'd just be a lot about fucking, uh huh, and his skin problems and, and walking around his giant house. Um, and then there's a guy named <laughs> Carl Barron, I believe. I hope I got that right. Australian guy just does observational stuff. Mm-hmm. Very funny. Uh, 
and he doesn't talk about himself. He just goes up and talks about walking on the one of his last specials called Walking on the Street. And it's just him talking about stuff that he observes and it's hilarious. It's not even close to a one man show, but he's also one of the top of strength. But comedians. if he took that in if he took it to the Schomburg improv on a Friday night, how would he do? Great. You think so? Yeah. I do. He's, the, the, he's without, without people knowing him at all. Well, yeah, okay, maybe. I think he do. I mean, fine, that's though. the one thing. That, that's the one. That's the one thing about these. I guys. don't think. Yeah, I don't think Dylan Moran could come in and do clubs in the states and do well. But but nor should he. That here's my point. I don't think I want to strive for that. Well, I know that that's sort of like um, um, on some level. Just in terms of like the way they've set themselves up, I mean, Tompkins has tried very hard to n- definitely not right. be in clubs, right? <clears throat> Which is an admirable thing. However, there isn't a lot of work on the road for not in clubs, unless you're f- super famous. The problem is we don't do small theater runs, or it's not you can't make money doing it. I don't right. know. I mean, unless you're a guy, you can't. But unless here's you're one the man deal: in a van. if you're if you're say Dylan Dylan Moran. You could write a one-man show and then go, oh, out of that, I could probably shave 20 minutes and have it be an act for the clubs. Right. You could straddle both lines. Right. I think Pat might be the closest we have to that. But that that might be going backwards. See, that's the problem I've always had is like like when I did Mantastic, I was like, oh, this is what I do. I do sort of long-form storytelling with Mm -hmm. thematic long-form third. But there's no place for me to do Mantastic. And if I had gone into a comedy club on a Friday night with my toaster, I'd have the shit kicked out of me. Right. And then, but I wanted to work, and then I tried to, like, uncool was sort of like a, in, in a way, like, half storytelling, half, you know, there was a point to it, it was thematic, it was an hour about being old, but, but it was jokey, and it was clubby, but I, I find I get really burned out on the club, like, when you do a bit in a club over and over and over again, it's you so kind of burn out on it, and it's it, so it, it is boring. boring, and also, and half the, and, and half the time, I was explaining this to someone the other day, you know, Half the gigs you do are just to pay the bills. And then there's the great ones. Yeah. And, and I, I would mean, say more than, half, my, more than half. I mean, I think 75% of them are to pay, pay the, the bills, bills and 25% are like, well, this is fun. This is great. And you can explore and do more shit in those rooms. But at the end of the day, most of your gigs are paying the rent and it's not enjoyable. Yeah. It's, it's, it's hard. But here's the thing. But so I, the but, internet is changing it. Right. And, 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 but how and so? Tompkins, what does that mean? Well, Tompkins did did change a model here in the states. He did create a new model, the Tompkins model. And you're saying there's not, right, 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 you're saying right. there's not, but but as you've always said, a thousand fans in each city, and you're good to go. Yep. You can just go in there and do a rock club and leave, and you can do that once a right. year. You can also sell a lot of shit online now, right? So you can make a living. Like when you did Fantastic, that was it. Who that was, was going to? It ran twice on go HBO. up online, and then you were going to get fan base. No, now you can get a fan base online and move forward. Right. So that model has changed. Right. So I am currently obsessed with Stu Stuart Lee. Yeah, I know Stuart. You do know him? He's a friend. He's an. I mean, he's a. He's an acquaintance. He was with Avalon, and I met him in the early, early days when I first went to. When Moon and I. Went to Zap and I went to uh, Montreal together. When we flew mm-hmm. together, went to uh, the Montreal Festival, and we did the first alternative room. Oh yeah, um, Stuart Lee interviewed us, and oh, he was, and I thought he was a little bit of a dick, and he was a little bit of a dick to me. He is a little bit of a dick. Well, hang on though. Then our my then my managers were they merged with Avalon, and they're uh-huh. like, "You got to become friends with Stuart Lee. He loves music, or whatever." Blah, blah blah. So we were always being told to be friends. And I finally met him, and we hung out one night, and he is 
He's fucking great. He's like a real. He's a real comic. He's a really interesting dude. Um, super smart and and very sweet. Very very sweet. Much like if you read his books or you hear his stand up, he seems more. Uh, it's like the, it's like the Tom Morello model. You, <laughs> you think Tom Morello is one way because of his politics and stuff, and then you hang out with him. Like, he just wants to talk about Eight Sided Die and uh-huh. Zach Wild. Like yeah. he doesn't. And Stuart Lee is just a sweet, smart but sweet guy. Very smart. So I'm sort of obsessed with his comedy because it's the first time I've I've never felt like out there there's anyone who does what I feel like I can do in my head. Does right. that make sense? Yep. No, I, I yes I do. And Stuart Lee is the first time I went. Oh wait a minute! There is a model for what I want to do, and right. I'm 45, and I just figured that out. That's all right. Which can be fine. It, that's why. That's why I'm now thinking about trying to do a one man show at Melbourne. Oh, it's absolutely absolutely have to do it. And because I think that it's the first time I'm ever like fuck, like it literally is like a light bulb has switched in my head, and like I went up, I've done a few sets around town, and from the minute I. From the minute I read this, started reading this book, and went and looked at his stand-up, I'm having different sets. Have you listened to his Marin? No, it's fucking great. Okay. I, I highly recommend any comic listening to this go listen to Stuart Lee's Marin yeah. because he quit. That's it's me. He fucking quit. It's me yeah. too. And 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 then came back and found some love. That's the one thing I've actually just started to notice recently. And I know I was going to say this, and I don't want to talk about me, but 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 when I was in. When the, the last three shows I've done, more people have showed up. And what it is is there's a lot of people that were little that watched me. Oh, interesting. And they they think it's cool what I do. Yeah. And th- so younger people are coming out because they saw me or they remembered me or they liked me. I was one of their first comments that they liked or mm-hmm. whatever. And and they like whatever this, that is that I yeah. do. And I think he, he sort of found the same thing, you know. Um, but he also is just... It's just real what's happening. It's real. There's there's two ways of doing show business, and it's you mold to them or they mold to you. Now, there's yeah. nothing wrong with I feel like I've been molding to them. Well, look, when you mold to them, you become the guy that hosts Dancing with the Stars. Although I feel like, I feel like, I would say this, I feel like I'm halfway between molding to them and, and molding to me. I'm not, I'm not real. Like my album, I think my album, if you listen to it, it's, it's, you could literally go, well, it's feeder in both places. Which right. is fine, but for me, it doesn't feel I agree like completely with there. But I think we both, I think you and I, that's something I think you and I both feel because I felt that same way too of like, that's why I said when I was talking to Will the other day about TED Talks. When I watch a TED yeah. Talk, the impetus is on the information, not the comedy. Yeah. And that's why when people are funny on there, they seem uproarious. But at the end, there is a, uh, this is my experience. I'm transferring this idea because I want you to have it. Yeah. And I fucking, that shit turns me on. That's why... If there was any, if there was anything that fueled a little bit of he's just not that into you was, hey, there's this thing I know and I should tell you about it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to spend the rest of my life pointing my finger at people and telling them what to do, but I wouldn't mind performing right, but, that. But shouldn't that have been a one man show that came and went and then you moved on to the next thing? That's exactly. the problem with that's the right. problem with what it was is that it, it it kept going and people kept trying to squeeze every little fucking thing out of it right. they could. Everybody. Right. Was trying to squeeze more out of it, and it should have been a thing that you did a year, and then you moved on to the next thing. That's right. You moved on to the next thing, and just and had that experience or whatever. And that's right. Like a, like a show, right? Exactly. So now, what are you gonna are you gonna try and do a show here? Well, I'm trying to change my stand up right now. Yeah, well, you should put some comedy in. Yeah, I'm gonna try to put a little bit of comedy in it. Um, 
Can you use a microphone? I'm going to talk a lot about the queers and what's going on there, you know? (laughs) That's that's the deal, you know? Yeah, I get it. What the fuck is up with that? Like, that's what my stand-up's going to be now. I'm going to be like, what, you want to fuck another dude? I'm going to do a one-man show where I do a lot of characters like John Leguizamo, but I'm going to do them as John Leguizamo. (laughs) Greg Barron is John Leguizamo's character. So what I've what, what I'm the saying lady. what I'm saying is that what I've taken away from Stuart Lee is I want to be really homophobic and racist like I want to be the real me bro yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um so like okay so I had this bit that I was working on really trying to make work because I I part of part of what I want to do is have been wanting to do since the album ended is talk about more intelligent stuff and stuff that I care about that's right. a bigger thing and one of those things is how corporations are just fucking you know taking over and insane. But I had this small bit about how talk, and you can hear it on uh, "Clap Your Hands." I did it on the podcast. I think it's called "Clap Your Hands." I th- no, put Clap your hands, hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Uh, I just did it this week. Put your hand together. Put your hand together. Reassemble your. Re- put your. Take your hand apart. Put it together. Is what the show is called. Um, and I did the set on there, but I had been working on it for a month and a half and not working, not working. Not working. And then I read this Stuart Lee book and I went and listened to his stuff. And then I just went, oh, I'm I'm trying to make a bit instead of just being myself. So, And then I went up and did it. And I did it at the improv in front of Patton and it killed. Mm-hmm. And I did it at uh, that Clap Your Hands. So I did UCB. And then I did it at... Um, the Ice House, and it went well all, in all three places. And those are three very different. Right. The, like, usually that stuff works in one place and not the other, right? But it worked in all three because I, I was completely just letting myself be myself right. and not try to build a bit. Going in with, like, yeah, I'll just talk about it. It's a very hard thing to let yourself do that. And, and, and uh, uh, I, when I, so when I did the thing at Bottle Rock, I. <clears throat> I looked at the crowd. I'm like, I don't know a lot of these people. And it was a rock show. And I'm like, all right. I, I like to go out before I go on stage and just look at the audience and go, I don't know a lot of these people. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> look, I'm, it's not that I'm a genius. It's, it's not that I'm a genius. It's that, uh, it's that, uh, anyway, I was doing material and then in the middle of it, 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 it was clear. You know, I came out defensively because I was like, I don't know how the fuck oh, this yeah. is going to go. Yeah, I've done that. Yeah. I'm doing material. And I even started with the chain wallet stuff because I was like, well, it's a rock old concert. Old school, yeah. I went old school. Then I went right into the stuff about the girls. And then I started talking about Angelo. But I did this thing where I was like, all right, I'm just going to break. And I, I've said this a few times. I think I did this when I was with, when you, when I was with Brian, opening for Brian. I did that show with Brian the other night. I was like, I'm just going to talk about this. And it's it, there's no, it's not done. I right. don't have... I don't have. This is going to end, and that's. This is going to. You have end. to give yourself permission yeah. to do that. Go, this is going to end, and you're not going to know what happened. But yeah. the, the ride is fun. Yeah. And then I started to. This is the thing I talk about. Angela ordering a drink, kids temp. But the but the discovery I made on stage, which is something I want to talk about, is I'm like, every generation gets better and so much worse. So like your generation, and I'm speaking to kids that are in their 20s and 30s. Like, yeah. you're less racist than we yeah. are, and we're not yeah. that racist. You're way more like. You're way more aware of the world. You're way. I think you're better educated, and if not, you have Wikipedia, so you can fucking yeah. brush up on your things like that. But you are the most genteel, sackless. Like <laughs> you're the. It's the. This is the pussiest. And I go. This is coming from a guy who wears eye cream. Hey, look. Like you're. You, pu- if, you, like, if you guys enjoy a band called Imaginary Dragons, 
Or Imagine, Imagine Dragons, Dragons and you know, Tame Impala, like the, go, like take that's, your. That's like, like listening to a bunch of uh, a bunch of uh, powder puffs. Do you can't call your just, band Imagine Dragons? No, no one can take that seriously. It's I, not. I, there's no. There's no edge to it. I it's blame just Dave Eggers, fluffy. but I just. It's. But anyway. But anyway, so I had this discovery on stage of like, oh, this is where I, I'm. Oh, this is that's a zone for me. This is an area where I have you know where you go. Oh, I can talk about this. And people will listen to me talk about this because because I I have a place in time, and I and have also a, it doesn't fucking matter if you fail there. It doesn't matter if you. Here's the other thing I realized right now: it doesn't matter if I fail at all. I'm yeah. already so far down the path. That's what I realized. You know, it doesn't and, matter if I go up and tank. Well, because I I'm I've been going out trying to pick up, trying to prove myself every fucking set, and it's like Jesus Christ, dude! You don't need to just it, prove yourself to who you already have no audience. Plus, like, what are you doing? Right, exactly. And plus, the thing, and, I, and I've said this before, and this is true of both Louis and uh, you know, I don't know if anyone's ever seen Chris Rock in the early stages of a bit, but he literally goes on stage with nothing, yeah, nothing, and leaves with you going, Jesus, yeah, that was terrible. Yeah, generally, good. you watch Chris Rock work on a bit in a club, and you're like, ooh, it's okay, good luck with that, buddy. Yeah. And then because he gives himself the permission to like fail or yeah. go, I'm going to try this, you know, where you have, because it's more like I have to hear myself say it out loud and it's got nothing to do with the fucking audience. The audience is just sitting there. It doesn't matter that they're there. Really. He's just saying it out loud. Right. To hear it. Yeah. And yeah. actually at this point for Chris Rock, it doesn't matter if the audience is yeah. there or not. He'll be all right. Yeah. I'll be all right. So, so I have, it's weird to me at this and maybe it is, maybe it is. Like I felt like I found my voice before. Maybe I didn't. I don't Maybe know that. I don't really... know that that's a place you ever arrive at. I think that you find you you know you have those moments of like it's more clarity and more clarity. Dude, I the, the uncool was put into development four different times by two different networks. Yeah. Like it. Like I was. Then I'm like, oh, I'm home. And then I got lost. Yeah. And I've been lost for a long time. You know, like, I like some of the stuff on that guy from that thing, but I'm like, I don't know where I am. I just literally I watch that thing and I go, that's a funny bit. Now you're trying to get, like you, there's just no point of view. There's no through line. That's nice that's thing. also a big thing. I've my bits generally are are void of a point of view. A lot. Oh, of I don't bits. know. I think you're being hard on yourself. I don't agree because I think you you also forget that when you walk on stage just as you, I have a point of people view. layer a point of view on you too. Yeah. Like when you start talking about your kids, it's like, well, this isn't going to be. You know, this is this is a this is not Jack Gallagher talking about his kids. Right. Like this is. You oh, know. Jack! You went to Jack Gallagher. Well, Jack Gallagher was the. That was, only that was like eighty. You went to like eighty three <laughs> or eighty four. So you went to an obscure comedian from San Francisco in eighty three, eighty four. Eighty. Well, no, he got bigger than that. Did he, he? Was around? Yeah, he had a series. He came down here. They gave him the Jack Gallagher show, and it got yeah, canceled. It and he went away. Yeah, but it never went anywhere. He had uh, Rollins Joffe was his. Uh, oh well, then he had the okay then what was Woody Allen and Robin Williams and. Um, so anyway, so I am. Um, I want everyone to go buy Stuart Lee. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely get the get his. Um, I mean, know, it's look, a high he, it's a high standard to, to. But also, it's a high thing to. He look also up struggled. And, like I, uh, yeah, I remember seeing struggle. him in Aspen, and he just did. He this talks bit about it in his book, where he does this an, the Ang Lee thing. He does this. The Ang Lee thing is so fucking funny. That's actually something on YouTube. But that's like find. that's like early days, David Cross, where you go. I'm going to just do this thing, and I'm going to. If I make people angry, I'm going to keep going. And I'm not going to... Like, whereas now... 
it's not like he's placating the audience. If there's a different thing between I'm going to shove this bit at you yeah. and this is what I do and hopefully you'll dig it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a big difference between that. You know, there's a big difference between this is the comedy I'm stuck doing because I'm me and this is me showing you. Well, David David was probably closer to that than anybody else, David and Gene, because we watched them tank at the improv. But I mean, I, how many I, fucking times? I always thought David was funny. I always thought David I was funny. I always thought too. David was funny. Yeah. Because he would tank with things I'm like... You're just doing a long form sketch in front of people without other actors. Like yeah. you're, like he, I, he fucking, you know, he for some, he's one of those guys that like no matter what he does makes me laugh. He's always making yeah. me laugh. But so I don't know. I'm uh, I feel better. I'm 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 writing the one man show. I'm just writing to see what comes out. Yeah, I sort of know what it's going to be about. My anger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's. Uh, and then, you know, I'll see if I can get in. First of all, I have to get into the festival. And then, you know, I'll see if it works out time-wise because I have some Is things. it going to be called Dave Anthony Presents His Anger? No. <laughs> Could you imagine? That'd be amazing. I kind of like that, actually. Dave Anthony Presents His Anger. I kind of I want to call it the Mason. <laughs> and you just told me like a big box. I kind of want to call it the Mason Preoccupation. The Mason Preoccupation? Craig Mason, who writes the Hangover 2 and 3 movies. Oh my god, really? Mm. I can't. Are you excited about uh, three? <laughs> oh my god, what the fuck is happening All there? Right, we'll come back. We'll come back. <laughs> Anybody's wondering why I didn't know about those English comedians previously is because America is full of self-obsessed twats. Go ahead. <laughs> oh my God! Well, here is uh, in lessons of self-obsession. Um, so everybody knows that the band is making a record. We're very close to finishing at least the first Jesus five songs. Christ, I mean, it's you know, it's process. Take your fucking time. It's a I process. Could've, I could have knocked out an album in a week. It's a process. <laughs> I know. Um, so I'm driving home from. Bumbershoot and uh, not Bumbershoot to the Bottle Rock Festival, and uh, I get a text from Mike, and he says, uh, "Let's be Seth Meyers' band." Seth Meyers is getting the show after Fallon. He's getting the late. Oh, he is. Yeah, he's getting oh. late nights, late night with Seth Meyers. And I was like, "Oh, that's a funny idea." Blah 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 blah. So I, I said, "Oh shit, I'll call my manager and I'll let him know." I'll say, "You know, hey, what do you know about this? I have no idea how those things happen." Um, I think now that the roots are a, uh, you know, the band on Fallon, yeah. the precedent might change, and maybe people no. go for a name band, whatever. But it can't hurt to check it out. Because right. What fucking what? How great would that job be? I mean, right? yeah. And then I could, and then I'd be a fine person to bounce people off. I love Paul Schaefer, you know, because I've mm. been in comedy. Well, I don't know about that. But I think yeah. I'd be pretty okay. great at it. Go I'd be ahead. really fucking good at it. Right. It got disappointing. At <laughs> I think it'd be hilarious. At it. So anyway, I wrote. So I called my manager and I said, "Hey, you'd find out about everything you can about this." And I had my check on his end. And then, and then on Friday, my manager goes, yeah, "Get a package together." And I was like, "Oh my like god, a, like a sweaters and stuff, or like what kind he, of package?" No, he said, uh, "I think, or like a, it could be like a bomb. But I could put, uh, or just put a, something like in a, a box. Just put a box. Yeah. <laughs> what what Seth likes is packages. Sure. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like a package. Oh yeah." Um, but anyway, the point being that like they haven't made a selection yet, and and it's early days before mm-hmm. they put the show into production. And then I thought, well, fuck, we'll just campaign for it. Like we'll campaign for a shot to do it. 
Do you know what I mean? Like we'll say, we'll say, look, you know, we'll just try and get Seth to come out and see us in New York. We'll we'll put out this record, we'll tour, uh-huh. and we'll try and get all of the fans and the people that doesn't walk in the room to like, you know, bother him. Not bother him, just like support us trying to make this happen. They're gonna bother him. I mean, maybe they'll bug him a little bit. <laughs> He's got a couple million fans. I'm sure he doesn't look at his ads. So you're gonna try and threaten your way in? Is how I'm hearing this. I don't want. Well, here's the thing. I don't want to threaten my way in. But uh, if that motherfucker does, (laughs) (laughs) it's getting late for me, bro, and something's gonna happen soon. All right. Okay. But it would be like so. uh, Yeah, it would be idea. Would be to like just get him to come out and see us play. That's it. Just go to New York and showcase for him, or at least get a meeting with him and say, "Hey, look, we would love you know because we are we would be perfect for that." You know, yeah. as a as a band, we'd be great at that, and it would be what a fucking incredible. Well, how would that be for a fucking job? Oh, that'd be a good job. Yeah, right. Yeah, go to New York. Yeah, play music. Yeah, in the afternoon, then go fucking home. All right, or, that's what we want to do. I think it, I I don't know. It's just like I feel like if you want something, did you, you think I was going to be upset it. about this? No, no. You, I thought you I, mentioned because you said before that you had something to say, and that you thought I would have a reaction to it. Well, I didn't know whether you would have a reaction to it, but I felt like I needed to say it. And I felt like I needed to put it out there in the universe. I thought maybe you would have... I have no idea what reaction I mean, I don't think it's ever going to happen. It might not happen. (laughs) (laughs) What's kind of cool about it, though, is that because we've been shooting the documentary and we have been doing it, there now is like a drive to get something done. There's a ticking clock and there's an outcome. And the outcome probably will be tragic. But... In earnest, we're really going to try everything that we possibly can do to get Seth's attention and, and, and try and get this job. I mean, does he have a family? Who? The Seth Myers? Yeah. I don't know. Is he married? Or I don't know. I need to do more research on Seth. Because there could be kidnappings. There could be threats. I mean, <clears> then <throat> we could go Lindbergh baby on the whole thing. Yeah. Did you ever, uh, did you hear about the Randy Monarch Lindbergh baby thing that they did with <laughs> Seth Myers, where they took his son and they, uh, but they didn't have the guts to cut any of his parts off, so they just... They didn't actually. Wait, they didn't they actually didn't, do it. They didn't, nobody cut parts off the Lindbergh baby. Yeah, they sent back like the finger or an ear or something. Are you thinking of the Big Lebowski? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. They sent like a, didn't they send an ear uh, or a finger? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. Should we look it up? Am I thinking of that? Am I thinking of the Hamburg baby? I think you're out of your fucking mind. No, I, I think, think they did. Yeah, they did. Yeah. So you think that they cut a part off the Lindbergh baby? Didn't they send some part of the Lindbergh baby there? I think. The baby died, right? Yeah, the baby died. Where they find I, the baby? But, but as I recall, they found the baby like in a in a, like a field or something. Like the the baby wasn't. That's I don't a think, bad. I don't think, it's a bad kidnapping if you if you a don't get a reward and then kill the baby. I don't. I think. I mean, it's a kidnapping's bad. I guess I started with the wrong premise. I started with the premise that there's a good kind of kidnapping. <laughs> as a, dude, it's all awful. I'm sure there's good kidnapping. Is there good kidnapping? Well, I don't. Patty Hearst went okay. <laughs> She well, well I, for her, right? Yeah, I mean, she ended up robbing a bank and having a like. Did you a whole did you Google time. Lindbergh baby finger I'm or looking. Lindbergh baby ear? No, because that could take forever if it's not real, right? It's real. Oh, oh well, Wikipedia's real. Wikipedia's gotten better, right? Um, this facts on there. Okay, capture of the suspect, right? So the, they actually caught the guy. One tire print was found in the mud, mm-hmm. right? So it's like it's like an episode of Columbo at this uh-huh. point, or Fargo. Uh, caused by rainy weather conditions earlier that day. It's all very, <laughs> oh God, it's all very something. I'm glad they explained mud to us. Uh, they <laughs> discovered three pieces of a ladder in a bush nearby. So he had uh, he had taken he had done the uh, raising Arizona. Yeah, yeah, the window. They called it the raising Arizona then. Um, fingerprint guy came. Oh, there was a note. 
What the notes say? Spelling mistakes, number one, and grammatical irregularities. Mm-hmm. Dear say- sir! Uh, exclamation point. First off, I love sir, to use It's like you wrote it. It's dear sir, exclamation point. Right off the bat, what the fuck are you doing? But first off, I, I'm on meth. By the way, <laughs> there, there was no meth then. And by the way, here's yeah, what I also meth. like. Here's what I like about it, though, is the formality. Yeah. It, even, 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 even after kidnapping a baby, it's not, hey, he bro. Knew that, he knew that you addressed Lindbergh as sir. Yes. Uh, but I like the exclamation point. Like, this is not, this is happening now. Yeah. This is in real time Yo, when you wrote yeah. that exclamation point. Have fifty thousand ready, twenty five thousand in twenty dollar bills, fifteen thousand in ten dollar bills. Wait a minute, go and back. Ten thousand in five dollar bills. Go back to the first one, the first amount. How much? Fifty thousand. In in what? Uh, just fifty thousand ready, and then he breaks down. In right, what? but what's the first breakdown? Twenty five thousand in twenty dollar bills. Well, that can't be done. No, yes, it, yeah, it can. What are you talking about? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my. god. God, I'm not editing that out. You're a fucking moron. Did you? <laughs> I got. I got. How did twenty dollars bills work for you? Can you can you turn five hundred into a hundred? How how does your how does your twenty I'm not, work? I messed up. I messed up. <laughs> Welcome to How Did Twenty Dollars Bills Work? I'm your host Dave Anthony. I'm talking to twenty dollars bills, y'all. <laughs> oh my god, that was a massive gap. Yeah. After two to four days, we will inform you where to deliver the, where to deliver the money. We warn you for making any public appearance or for notifying the police. The child is in gut care. G U T. Holy shit! It's a place in a cow. In gut. And it's being taken <laughs> care. It's gut care. Um, indication for all letters are signature. Good. And Jeez. three halls. Not even a word. <laughs> Okay, so um, did he text that? Was that one like like did he send? Yeah, that, that was are those early autocorrect. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so la la la. This was a, this went on for days, I think. Yeah. Um, then no the, finger. The ransom was raised to seventy thousand. Uh huh. Ransom money was uh, paid. Paid. Yeah. Delivery uh, truck driver William Allen pulled his truck to the side of the road. And uh, he went to the grove of trees to relieve himself, and there he discovered the baby of the toddler. Oh, my God. How random is that? So it was a dude taking a piss. Uh, that's really fucking crazy. But, like, the, the, of all the places the guy would pull over in the woods, he would pull over where the baby was. The skull was badly fractured. The left leg and both hands were missing. Okay, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. Body parts. Right. The body had been chewed on by various animals. So far, the story's great. <laughs> so far, it's just a good story. I mean, you you want to talk about going positive. <laughs> we are taking this to a great place. Uh, but it doesn't, Jesus Christ. It doesn't say that it doesn't say that any body parts were so they did male. Maybe I'm thinking of the were, maybe I'm thinking of the Gettys. Getty Lee. Yeah, I remember when they? No, somebody. I, there was someone. There was somebody got lost a finger. I don't know. It could. It could be. But the, you know, people, didn't Frank Sinatra people, didn't Frank Sinatra Jr. get kidnapped at one point? Did he? I don't know. I like just making shit up. Are you talking about Eric Estrada Jr.? Oh my God, I don't know anything about that. <laughs> That's because it hasn't happened. No, oh, okay. Oh, it's happening next yes. week. Holy yeah. shit! Yeah. We cannot yeah. talk about. Look, Dave, we can't talk about our kidnappings yeah, yeah, on here yeah, beforehand. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah, so I don't think I think that you're misremembering, which wouldn't. I'm not misremembering. But coming 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 from a guy who doesn't know how twenty dollars bills work, twenty dollars bills, just, y'all. What we what we discovered in this <laughs> in the investigation of the Lindbergh baby is that you're a fucking moron. <laughs> you don't understand. I don't feel like we discovered that. I feel like we reaffirmed it. 
I feel like this we, was a pretty. This like was it, a low for you. Oh no no no! How twenty dollar bills work? Dog bills. All right. I mean, I guess. <sighs> right. Yeah, I see. Uh, yeah, so we, we checked it. I see nothing about uh, any body oh, parts being male. I think what you're thinking about is that you've seen movies over oh, the I years. Oh, I love movies. Yeah. Yeah. So you've seen those. I don't know about the segment. <clears throat> As a segment? I mean, what are you going to do? I think the Limburg Baby thing was pretty good. And I'm going to fucking take my band to New York. I think, I think that's the part that's sadder than the Limburg Baby. It's... <laughs> We are the the reigning monarchs wanting to be Seth Meyers' house band is the finger in an envelope of the segment. <clears throat> Did you say fingering an envelope? I'd like to finger your envelope. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> So, um, have you been to this place, Kids Space, in Pasadena? Yeah. So you took the girls there? Uh, I think we were invited to a birthday party there. Okay, we went to a birthday party there. Yeah. <clears throat> it wasn't... When you went to the birthday party there, was it outside or inside? I think it was in the kids' space. Wasn't it inside? I can't well, remember. The, the kids' space Pasadena. is a, big out, a, a lot of it outdoors, and then there's one room that you can have a birthday party indoors. I, I only remember being in the indoor thing and talking to one of the Sklaras. That's all I remember. So it's this big like place, and it's got like it's like science oriented. There's like you know a big beehive that you can look in. There's uh-huh. like a fake ant hole that kids can crawl through, Great. and and there's all kinds of like bugs frozen in like you know shit, so they can pick them up and look at them and. There's like a waterfall area up top in the outside place. There's a big tricycle racetrack. Mm-hmm. So it's just this giant place that kids can do a bunch of fucking shit. Right. So <clears throat> we get invited to a birthday party there. And I go with Finn. Heather's working. Now. So you took I, Finn. I don't. Yeah, I did take him. I My first thought was, you know what? I could probably handle this on my own. I know Sasha. She's a good kid. <laughs> right. Uh, you, beside, and you, I mean, and you can crawl. Like, you kind of want to go. Like, it'd be nice for you to just have a moment to go through the ant hole. Look, buddy, I've been in the ant hole for 25 years. <laughs> <laughs> because every every kid that would come out of the ant hole, I'd stand up top and i go, get your shit together, man, or you're going to end up like me. <laughs> you know how long I've been in the ant hole? And then they just run it's away. so weird. Were, you went into the ant hole and found your career oh my god this is where i put this <laughs> holy shit uh so i i don't know if this happens other places i bet it happens in new york but i don't know if it happens anywhere else in the country birthday parties for kids are catered to for the adults too much in what way the spread for the adults are you talking about the cocaine yeah, <laughs> and strippers, uh, great steaks, though. I mean, are you fucking kidding me? So this is a party for four-year-olds. Right. And the spread for adults is crazy. Yeah. It's just, you know, Starbucks coffee, yeah. and there's bagels, yeah. and there's lox, and there's so far, I'm with you. cream cheese, I'm, I'm, yeah. and there's I'm, tomatoes, and strawberries, right. and grapes, and hummus, and uh-huh. it's just all for adults. And then for kids, there's like... Some uh, some dried uh, apple things and some chewy yeah. strawberry stuff, and right. that's it. Yeah. 
Okay. I th- personally, I, personally, I think it's fucking stupid. I think it's stu- I make the party for the kids. The adult should be off, standing off to the side, watching the kids have fun. What this turns into is a bunch of adults hanging out, talking like they're at a party, and kids trying to have fun. Because all you can hear is the adults talking, and the lady comes in and puts on her headset to try and get all the kids to listen. The adults are just talking and having their own party so loudly that the that you that it's overpowering the lady with the fucking headphone. Mm-hmm. So the kids are kind of not gathering in a group. Mm-hmm. The parents are having a great fucking time. Everyone's just talking and hanging out. And I'm just watching I'm like, See, well, there's no there's like zero like there's zero emphasis on the kids here. This is an right. adults party with kids and then the kids are doing something off to the side every once in a while they they can get them together, yeah. but they can't. But at the end of the day, the party was so much better set up for adults. And that's not the first time I've seen this in LA. Well, I don't know if you know this, but I like we just had our we had we had uh, True's third birthday party at the Palm. I just wanted her to know it's not about her. <laughs> we just we just actually just took the kid stuff out of it. We just took it right out. Happy birthday! We're all going to the Ivy, and then I just invite a bunch of cool people. I, and, I would um, I would like get like I would get like okay coffee sure have some coffee there have some fucking bagels. But when you have this giant table of food that's, that's all for adults, yeah. and the kids are doing their own thing, and it was so fucking crazy. I was just watching it the whole time, and and the, and then this place is a really cool place. There's a lot of science, a lot of stuff mm-hmm. for kids. But this party was fucking. What they did was horse. They brought in a lizard at one point, mm-hmm. a big lizard yeah. from Australia. Okay, and the kids could touch it, and it was scaly, and that was right. cool. But that was the only thing they did. Like it, it was supposed to be a superhero themed party. There was right. no superhero anywhere. Of any kind, anything like that, and then now, at when one you point, say big lizard from Australia, do you mean Charlie Clausen? It was Charlie Clausen. <laughs> Everyone got to touch him and touch his back, dude. That dude, attractive but scaly. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So, so it's at this moment, and the woman, some kids are paying attention. I would say half, and they're all drawing at this table, and the woman pulls up this piece of butcher paper, and she goes, "And I've got this." And it's a drawing she made of Batman about an hour earlier. I saw her doing it. It, it took her f- five minutes. It's just a <laughs> shitty drawing of a Batman, but it's just like a character with the bat symbol on his chest. Right. And she puts it on the ground and she goes, hey, everybody can draw on this. And I was like, I want to be like, this, this, you guys aren't even fucking trying. And so the kids are just like <laughs> scribbling on it. And I go, Finn, do you want to do that? And he's like, no. I'm like, yeah, of course you don't. Who would want to do that? <laughs> That's the worst thing I've ever seen. How much? How much do these people pay for this? Try, try to do something. And then they did. Uh, they did the, with the limbo thing where they put yeah, the pole up and the kids. Mm-hmm. And that was just. They literally were just running underneath it because it was so high. It was kids running underneath a stick. I don't think you do a limbo stick with little kids. Maybe I don't four know. year olds. No, they they don't have the they don't have the physical ability to like bend back and do that stuff. They just walk under it, or they well, their don't. spines are only like three vertebrae. They have right. three vertebrae. <laughs> <clears throat> so you watch all this shit going on. I was like, this is the craziest thing. It's just weird. Yeah. So then the party ended, and parent. When you go to a big place, you mm-hmm. see how bad parents are. Mm-hmm. Now, one kid, when they were all lining up to see the lizard, there was this kid that looked like he was out of young bully casting. Oh, like he it. had like a gray, like a like a gray shirt on, sure, jeans, 
a buzz cut, and he had that like sweaty face with like reddish eyes. Like he looked like he'd come out of a bar, and he's four, <laughs> and he rolled out of a bar, and he's like, "Who wants? Who wants? Who wants some who wants of this shit? Who wants, who wants some piece? of the business? Yeah, who wants to take some, some of this shit? You want to go downtown?" And Finn's a sweet kid. Yeah. So Finn's standing in line, and the kid walks up, and I don't hear what is said, but he goes three words, and then Finn walks to the end of the line, and the kid takes his place. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like. Okay, well, that's Finn's that's Finn's shit to deal with. That's not me to get right. involved. Right, right, right. But I'm like, well, that kid's a fucking... That kid's a punk. He's a punk. He's a punk. Yeah. So whatever. Finn gets to touch the lizard. It takes longer, but that's, you know, whatever. You, that's your, own, that's your own battle you're going to have to fucking deal with on your own time. Like, yeah. that's not for me to go over there and go, hey, bitch. Yeah. What's your fucking deal, yo? Um, but to Finn. Yeah, so that's... Yeah, 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 yeah. Embarrassing in front of everybody. Right. <laughs> So then, so then the party ends, and then you can go run around the place. So we go out, and there's a tricycle track, or not? Yeah, I guess it's a tri- it's like they're like big tricycles, like the ones big kids, you know, those kinds of schools and stuff. So it's like a big tricycle, and all the kids are riding them. And Finn gets on, he's riding, and then the fucking dickhead kid comes out. Awesome. And I'm watching him, and he first orders another kid off his tricycle, which the kid does. And then he takes the tricycle, mm-hmm. and then he starts yelling, faster, faster, at all the other kids. And no one, you're not supposed to go fast. Uh-huh. And then he is slamming his bike into the back of kids. To, to, to get them to move? Yeah. To like, like kids who can barely ride a tricycle. <laughs> right. This and, is on the tricycle track, by yeah. the way. And I'm like, what in the fuck is happening? Yeah. And then I look over, and his dad's like, yeah, go, go, go. And I'm like, oh. The dad's just a fucking piece of shit. Holy fuck! Like dude. just a total piece of shit. Like yeah. he, like you look at him and you're going, "Oh, this is the guy who's raising a fucking wife beater, no, no, no. Uh, an abuser of uh, all kinds, or just a young studio executive." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, or an agent. He could be an yeah, agent. Right? Yeah, I feel like a studio executive. I feel like a guy that makes decisions and tells everybody how it's going to be. And yeah. Uh, there are there's a lot of displays of bad parenting on. It's different. It's got to be different with boys. You don't see that much with girls. With girls, there isn't. I mean, it, like you know, I'm mostly around girls, and I'm mostly around you know, there's some acting out, and there's some. It's different. It's a there, whole no. Different there's thing. A, there's an it's it's an internal terrorism. With it's girls. a yes. They're, they're that's very, right. Uh, they're yeah, very that's brutal. Right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. There's um and there's the you know they 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 learn the gossipy like they learn the yeah. right they learn the sort of hurt with social words. yeah yeah um stuff which is great because True doesn't sort of she just doesn't well but they're also gonna they also have the vaginas so they need to they need to I'm sorry? learn girls have the vaginas so I'm when sorry. they get older and they start using them with boys they need to they need to know the art of terrorism oh my god so things went well for you. <laughs> You really have a fairly good relationship with <laughs> women. That's a solid. So, um, so this is the best. So there's a there's a kid. So there's a little kid trike area. Yeah, and there's cones between the big kids. Yeah, tri- and the little kids are supposed to ride over there, and they're not supposed to go in the in the big kid area. So this one kid is watching the big kids, and he's like, "I want to be a part of that." So he takes his trike and he puts it over the cones and he gets on and he starts writing. And the woman who's in charge runs over and goes, you can't, I'm sorry, you can't be here. You have to be in there. This is for the bigger guys. Puts him back. And then the kid does it again. 
And she goes over and she moves him back one more time and says the same thing. And then the kid is moving his trike over the cones a third time. And she turns around to an older couple who also have two other big kids there. They're mm-hmm. clearly grandparents. Yeah. And she goes, is he, is he with you? And the grandfather goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's with us. He's got a bit of an accent. Yeah, yeah. He's with us, us. She goes, oh, well, he's not, he's not allowed to. It's okay. No, he's actually not allowed. It's against. It. It's okay. It's okay. And she goes, no, no, it. He he can't. No, it's okay. He do. Really? Yeah. And I go. Why isn't that guy my agent? <laughs> no, it's okay. He's going to be on the show. Uh, look, uh, Greg uh, actually didn't audition for. No, it's good. He's going to be good. He's going to be on the show. <laughs> Greg on Modern Family. He's going to be. On, no, he said matters. You'll be fine. You put. He's going to be banned. Greg on Modern Family now. He's yeah, he's, he's good. He's good. He's good. good. Huh? Yeah. He go. He go. Your show. Where's the? You take the band? Uh, no, 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 man. It's not really our thing. No, you take the band. It's good. We're, they're already playing. He's there. You get. He the, likes uh, Seth. You, Seth, Greg, good. They're good. Uh, Seth doesn't know who Greg is. No, he's good. He he's likes good. it. He's, he's good. good. He's good. Don't worry about it. Fuck. That's so okay, crazy. So, I turn to the guy and I go, "No, I go, no, it's not okay. If my kid hits your kid and hurts your kid, my kid's gonna feel bad. So it's not okay. Your kid is riding around. He doesn't know what to do. He doesn't know how to. He doesn't even know where the fucking track is. He's just riding straight through shit. He's gonna get clocked, and the kid who clocks him is gonna be upset. So it's not okay. So what? Oh my god! And then, so and then he goes. Okay, okay. And then he goes over and fucking get... Because he's one of those fucking Eastern Bloc macho dudes who doesn't listen to women. Because it was a woman telling him. He was like, no, no, no. It was crazy, straight up, old school. I live in a fucking mud hut or a fucking cabin I built from sweat and boys. And I get to tell people whatever they fucking want. Wait a minute. First off... Let's all take a moment and visualize a cabin made of sweating boys, please. <laughs> we need to imagine a cabin made of sweating boys where people live inside and eat broken ramen prison meals. That's fantastic. So he just literally only responded to you because you have a sack. But yeah, that was so fucking apparent. As soon as I turned and, and confronted him. Okay. Okay, okay, men say men say bad. Okay, I get okay. it. I get but it. These women it. when she's talking. The woman, know. the flapping of the face and the horn making noise. No, no. It was like it was like his instinctive reaction was to just say no to women. It was just to go, No woman shut the face hold is <laughs> making noise. No, he's not You good. not talk to me. I make I make cabin out of boys in, in sweat. You don't look at me or talk to me. That's insane, dude. It was fucking crazy. And then as soon as I said it... In a cabin made of boys and sweat. (laughs) In a cabin made of boys and sweat. I mean, a cabin made of boys and sweat is... That may be our new... Like, we should just abandon walking in the room and start... (laughs) Like, abandon it and go across the street and build... In a cabin made of boys and sweat. Because that is sort of what we are, is a cabin made of boys and sweat. That's fucking amazing. Yeah, it, there is. Um, I mean, that's an old. That's a guy that's dying out. Like that's what. That's a dinosaur. Is he? That, yeah. I, in other countries, is he dying out? You know, it's I, dying out here. I want to say something. You know, we talked about that rape culture thing the other day when we were, we were talking about women, and I was saying 
in the old days, shit happened and there was no voice. The one thing that is absolutely true now is that there are waves of truth whipping through. The internet is also good at like, one person can do something and thousands of people can respond and change will eventually happen. You know what I mean? And I think on this idea of rape not being a cool topic for anybody or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Women are at least being heard in a way that they've never been heard before. And I think, I think that dude is doomed. Yeah, oh yeah. I think that dude is well, he'll doomed. Be driven on, he'll be driven underground to talk rape with his rape friends. Well, it'll be in the basement of the cabin made of sweat and boys. <laughs> well, I mean, I didn't even know there was a basement. <laughs> well, there's certainly a basement <laughs> and an attic. There's, uh, any place where there could be some kind of a murder, there will yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there will definitely be. That would definitely be. Uh, all right. That's insane. Um, so uh, uh, this Tuesday, man, just come out and see us do an incredible... Look, let's not, let's not fucking... Let's not play the game anymore that we used to play. When we do a live podcast, it's better than anything that's ever happened. <laughs> so come to that. Support yeah, the come on Tuesday. Um, it would be nice not to lose money because we do have to rent the space. We do. Uh, It'd be great to not lose money. It'd also be great We to, only need 500 people there to break even. So just <laughs> get bodies there. It's only $10, by the way, uh, which is yeah. almost not money anymore and doesn't add up apparently to $250,000. Um, right. Sincerely, I, the one thing I would love to do most with the next part of my life is to be in the house band on a fucking talk show. So uh, uh, to be the band leader and... Uh, so uh, people know that's the end of the podcast. Make, gonna, that happens no, it won't be the end of the podcast. Oh, well, you'll be moving to New York. If you think this is really going to happen, you're living in a dream world made of sweat and blood. This is your dream world that I'm now. I just jumped into. I'm not. I'm. I'm just saying. If it happens, everyone should know that's the end of the podcast. How do you not come to New York with me? Fuck that! Jesus Christ! I don't want to live in New York. What again. if you became the head writer of this? I was Meyer good. Show. I was good. No, that's never going to happen. That's never going to happen. It's never going to happen. That <laughs> is never going to happen. Well, I think a lot of things aren't going to happen. Look at me. Okay, got it. It's never going to happen. What if that's a stipulation of our deal? What if Seth can't live without the band? And I said, well, you got to make Dave the head writer. He's like, I'm going to do it, dude. I don't know you and your dumb surf band, 50-year-old man with a mohawk, but I'd certainly like to take your tired old friend. And slap him in the head writer's position. Oh, my wife would love to live in New York. I could not. I'd do it. I couldn't. I couldn't live there again. I would do it's it. It's a brutal, dehumanizing place. It would be better if you had a cool job. Yeah, but it's still a brutal, dehumanizing place. I, I Too many people in one small location. Yeah, oh, God, though. It would be great to I just... Don't like, I don't, I like don't want to live in a prison. I like the idea of having a job where I can do all the things I like in one fucking space. So you're going to be masturbating there? <laughs> And wearing a sweater. <laughs> okay. Oh, God. Uh, I have dates. I'll, I'll, I'll give them on the next show um, because they're not soon and there aren't many of them. Um, and then we have a show in New York on the uh, in June, 20- June 27th. 27th. Yeah. You got to come out for that. And then I fly to Chicago and open for Drew that weekend. I'm doing some Drew dates, but as I said before, I'm opening. So honestly, I'm just going to go up and do this new stuff I'm working on. I'm not even going to... So definitely don't come. I'm glad we mentioned it. Um, I, yeah, I, you, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. If you were opening and doing 10 minutes, would you tell people to go? 
If I was in a place where people from walking the room hadn't seen me and I could it's see 50, them, it's like a fifty dollars ticket. It's I know, really but they expensive. Get, I know, but the, is it really? Yeah, it's Drew Carey. It's like they fucking crank up the rates. Jack White was only thirty five. Jack White is not uh, the star of three <laughs> television shows. That's true. That's very very true. That's true. Queens of the Stone Age are seventy five bucks a pop. Are they? Yeah. Ticket prices are high. I think that's too much. And then you're paying another 25 or 30 that's for steep. Ticketmaster. That's steep, isn't it, for yeah, Queens of Stone Age? Yeah, that's way too much for Queens of the Stone Age. I don't even understand that. I didn't think they were that, that they were big enough. I, I laughed when the Stones like gave out cheap tickets and they were $80. I was like, fuck you. Hey, go talk to Prince about what a cheap ticket is. If you drop your price down because you haven't sold out to $80 and you think that's cool, fuck off. You can when you're the Rolling Stones. You can if you charged everybody fucking twenty dollars, you could make money. Yeah, and at they, the Staples Center couldn't. They, they didn't sell out because the tickets were like hundreds of dollars. The the highest price one was like seven hundred, and, and then the cheapest was like three hundred. That good? That I disagree with. Uh, but they actually are you serious? You think that seeing the Rolling Stones right now? Here's the deal. I talked to someone who's working with Mick. They have been, Mick has been, for the first time in his career, working on his voice, taking lessons, doing all the shit. Same thing with everyone in the band has been working on their shit. And apparently, it was the best show they've done in ages. Really? Yeah. All right. So there you go. I mean, I like to hear that, but I know they were going to get rid, they were thinking of getting rid of Keith. Well, they didn't. They were thinking about it. Well, wouldn't you? No. The guy can. The, the guy's. Ba- yeah, I would, but just, I would just plop him on the bottom. I just throw him out on the stage like a. Well, rug. he he right, backstage in the writer. This is how the shows start. He he. They go. Hey, it's time. Someone get Mick, and someone picks up a ball, and they throw it into a tub in the corner, uh-huh. and the ball lands in the tub, and then Mick rises out of the liquid heroin, <laughs> and he climbs out, and he just goes on stage and plays. And then after the show, he goes back and just climbs back into you the mean, tub. You mean Keith? Keith. Yeah. yeah I said Mick. Yeah, yeah, Keith. Yeah, you mean Keith. Yeah. Yeah. He, I, he's just a ball of liquid heroin? Well, he that's where he exists now. He just lives in a tub of heroin. <laughs> Glitter done. Glitter done. Keith. Yeah. I meant Keith. You meant Keith. 